Hey everyone, it's Ariel Hawani, and I wanted to let you know that each and every week I'm part of a great program called the Ringer MMA Show. I host it alongside two absolutely brilliant minds. Their names, Chuck Mendenhall and Pete Carroll. And every Thursday, a new episode drops where we preview the weekend in mixed martial arts and react to all the biggest news. Plus, after every UFC pay-per-view, we give you a post-fight show. So this is what you have to do. Just follow the Ringer MMA show on your Spotify app so you don't miss an episode. We'll talk to you then. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side-by-side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive that sets the pace and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that throws you one moment and available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Peter Rosenberg! Shout out to that guy, The majesty. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast, Cheap Heat, is back. A post-WrestleMania weekend show this Tuesday. I'm back in New York. It looks like the physically vacationing is back in his office, sadly. Uh, Dippers. So sadly. Dipperstein's back to Dipperstein-ing. All is back to normal, for better or for worse. Um Anyways, there's a lot to get to today, and in fact, so much, we're going to have to spread it out over the two shows uh, today and Friday. I was thinking, guys, we sort of split the Mania weekend into two shows. Today, we'll hit a couple things about Raw and then talk Mania Saturday and maybe mention briefly uh, NXT Stand and Deliver, and then Friday, we can get into WrestleMania Sunday and whatever other news is going to come this week. Obviously, SUG, I don't even have to toss it to you to ask what's happening outside the ring. To know the biggest story outside the ring is the uh, sale 
of WWE or acquisition by Endeavor of WWE. Now WWE and UFC will form some company underneath WWE will have 49%. Uh, the Endeavor side will have 51%. Valuations, billions, blah, 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 blah. Can I be honest? I, I mean, listen, I'm not saying it's not interesting on some level. I'm just saying, SGG, it gets to like this point of talking about business minutiae that I don't think any of us have a real understanding for, and it just ends up sounding like people discussing gobbledygook to me. Yeah, I feel you on that. And especially because, you know, I saw like the structure of the new company and I I'm, I kind of didn't get it because I, I don't know where Vince is going to fall in this structure. Is like he going to be, you know, way above WWE and at the tippy top of the actual new company? Or is he going to be slotted in somewhere where Nick Khan, because I think Nick Khan's title is going to be president of WWE and uh, he's going to be on the same level as Dana White, who's going to be president of the UFC. And at least that's the part that I'm glad about, right? That I, I read that those two entities are going to be kept separate. And, um, you know, a lot of people were saying that WWE stands to gain because they're going to be run a little bit more like UFC. But after this weekend, I think it's UFC, honestly, who who stands to gain the most from being so closely related to WWE because there's nothing like <laughs> there's nothing like a WrestleMania. And especially after seeing it in Hollywood, there's nothing like a WrestleMania Hollywood. I know the stars show out for the UFC, too, but that that entertainment part that WWE brings to the sports entertainment to me, is much more valuable than the raw sports part. Well, I mean, I agree with you, but of course we feel that way. I mean, (laughs) let's be honest. Yes, but, like, I can't say we're the most objective when it comes to that. Um, But honestly, like I said, I I don't know all the conversation about, like, what will this mean for the UFC and WWE's business? First of all, there's already always been a pretty open door between WWE and UFC. I mean, let's not act like this was a... Uh, super strained business relationship. There have been so many people who've come over from WWE, so many people who appear for one night or get long-term contracts. Well, this so, is pre-Zuffa too, right? Ken Shamrock found a home in the WWE after like dominating in the UFC. It, it goes back a very long time and continues all the way up to the roster right now. Um, so yeah, I just, listen, I'm not trying to say this isn't huge news. It obviously is. It just doesn't particularly interest me that much. Now, you want to get to the interesting piece of it. I think the interesting conversation is less about that deal and more about the future of Vince McMahon with regard to creative in WWE. Uh, The reports are now, SGG, I'll toss it to you now. We move past the business part. The the dirt sheets seem to be reporting that Vince was back in control for Raw last night, no? Yes, uh, that's what they were reporting in, uh, you know, I don't know how much of this was people reading the dirt sheets and reacting accordingly, but I saw a lot of tweets and and commentary that that last night's raw um, it felt very Vincey, like the in terms of the creative and what was happening and just the fact that it didn't feel like what we would expect from your typical um, raw after mania. But before we comment on the raw, and I know we both have a lot to we all have a lot to say about it, um, dip included. I do want to mention before we get out of the outside of the rig stuff that uh, WWE Hall of Famer mm. Bushwhacker Butch passed away um, mm. yesterday. It might have been over the weekend, but it, the, the news got out yesterday. And I feel um, especially connected to Bushwhacker Butch because... Did he once lick your face? Well, no. Here's, here's the deal, though, right? It was an episode when the Bushwhackers got announced 
for the Hall of Fame, the first thing I did, like a lot of people, was, was lick whoever was next to you. <laughs> exactly. And then I tapped in the cheap heat to hear what you and Shoemaker had to say about it. And um, during that conversation, I believe it was Shoemaker who couldn't remember whether they were from New Zealand or Australia. And then he moved right on. And I was said to myself, they they need a guy to just come in with these corrections. Oh, and, really? And, and fix it up. And that was the night that I hit up Syphon and was like, hey, can you can you sort of like that's when the idea started percolating. And of I all thought the that mistakes should... we make on this show, it was the New Zealand or Australia for the bushwhackers that did it. That's wild. <laughs> and uh, you know, it, I, that's what I was like. You know, what? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get in touch. And then you know, the WrestleMania season, I let it pass. And then um, shortly thereafter, I hit him up. And then it was around that May when I you ended just, up on you the just, show. You just, you just. By the way, now I know you've been hanging out with me for a long time because you just managed to turn an entire per human being's death into being about you. Well, no, I'm saying we have to talk about it because that's that I credit. I mean, as much as I credit you and Shoemaker and and Cipher being giving me three yeses when any any normal person would have said no to to the wild request of just being a random guy that wants to appear on on this podcast that you're building. Um, the reason the idea came to me is Butch Whacker Bush. And so, you know, we can't I cannot let his his death go by and just be a footnote like he has he, to have um, the big up to the Bushwhackers. I, I got to say, I don't think I realized until their Hall of Fame induction sort of how crazy their path was because. Yeah. Uh, obviously, for me, it was it, it was all WWE. They only right. existed, and you know, I don't understand how, as a kid, I I assumed that would have been the only place they've been, as they looked fifty years old by the time they got to WWE. Well, to, in your defense, in the era that we grew up, everyone has looked old our entire lives. Like Ric Flair has looked fifty the entire time that I was watching him, and then. When he did hit like fifties and sixties, I was like, oh, "Okay, this is actually <laughs> what it looks like." You know what I mean? Like everyone's looked old the whole can way. I, can I interject and just say I don't think anyone looked older than Butch. He always looked old. <laughs> he was he he was honestly one of the oldest in the biz. He was. I when I when I first started watching, like you know, I, I don't know, I guess like you know, in like nineteen, like you know, the like eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety, whatever. He looked fifty then. <laughs> he he, he Luke um, always looked a little younger, but Butch looked like an old man. Yeah, I, I feel you. And what a by the way, what a run they had. Yeah. Um first as the New Zealand Kiwis, according to Wikipedia, then the sheep herders. And that and explains then, why he looked so old, because that the sheep herders, what we learned during that what I learned, I should say, during that Hall of Fame, my educating myself about them during the Hall of Fame was that they went on a run. Of just like a reign of terror all throughout the territories, they did worldwide as the sheep herders, and and that'll that'll stress you out, that'll age you a little bit. They were they hurting and hurting. Yeah, and, <laughs> exactly. and and by the way, how about this? You want to have your mind blown? According to their Wikipedia page, their run as the New Zealand Kiwis was nineteen sixty six to nineteen seventy five. So like that's a nine year oh. career. That's sometimes people's entire career. They did nine years as that, <laughs> a thing that we couldn't have get remembered right now on a bet that they did. And then the sheep herders was just a few years. Then they were the new sheep herders for another four years. And then eventually make it, uh, it's 20, guys, they made it to the WWE, wait for this, 22 years into their career. <laughs> wow. 
I mean, and, but, and, and it's crazy because but when but when Luke and Butch finally got to WWE, they were only 26. Right. That's what made it no sense. And, and looked 56. No, that, that isn't that crazy? They're like AJ Styles. I mean, they didn't get there until they were much older, but obviously um really sad. We say we say R.I.P. Bushwhacker Butch. Um thank you for the memories. And and, and also also gotta say, I did not until this morning, until it was being talked about. In our group chat, I did not see Bailey's tweet. Yeah. I got to say, I was rather bummed to see that, if I do say so myself. That's the other big rumor and a, and a good a good segue into, segue into Raw because uh, Damage Control appeared last night without Bailey. Um, and Dip, you haven't seen the tweet? No. The tweet Didn't from they- Bailey, um, and this came on Sunday, was, and sometimes the most romantic love story comes to an end. Period. Space. By. B-Y-E. Right. Which I saw Sunday, but I didn't think anything of it until... She didn't show up on Monday. We didn't see her on Monday. Yeah. I will I will tell you that is... Uh, I, 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 that actually really bummed me out when I saw that. And I really don't understand it. I don't know what's going on. I saw her on Sunday. I am just very confused by this. And uh, tell you what... Say what you will creates an interesting situation for both Bailey and Sasha to be out there in the world as free agents. Yeah. Oh yeah, it does. And and Bailey is just so mage to me. I mean, you guys know how I feel about her. I I think she is like awesome baby face, awesome bad guy, awesome in ring. Can't, like I just think Bailey's one of the most capable people around. So. Oh my god! And then her tweet, her tweet right before that, was a, a thank you. She thanked the ringer. Right, ringer. she did a she did an interview with uh, Kaz and Shoemaker for the Masked Man show during part of the WrestleMania coverage. Well, did they get anything that indicated anything? I guess not. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, she talked about wanting to start a wrestling school, and then you know there was of of course some Mercedes Monet talk. Um, she said she missed having her friend Sasha around, oh, excuse me, Mercedes around um, during these moments and like these week weekends like this. And uh, you know, they talked about her being a, a locker room leader and sort of a veteran, but she didn't come. In my listening to the interview, she didn't come close to indicating that she was she was on the way out. In fact, when she talked about opening up this wrestling school, she said it was initially something that she wanted to do when she was done, but she's just decided that she's going to have to do it while she's still active. And she said that she wanted to end her career by the age of 35. And she said, that's obviously not happening. Which was well, that is um, the interview. That is, that is strange. So we will, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, and now, I mean, listen, I think everyone's, is everyone's mood a little weird because mania weekend was so mage and raw was so not very much happened. Go ahead, Dip. You were there. I, I got to tell you, you know, uh, I was there. Um, the crowd was so hot in the beginning. It was like a it was crazy. It was obviously packed in there <clears throat> like to the rafters. And then, you know, it was a, you know, a, a letdown of a show. But I, I will say that the last segment did make up for it in some capacity. Really? Yeah. It did in the building because on TV to me, it did not. Yeah, it did in the building. SGG called it. 
Well, it was it was Linda who called it, and I, I had agreed. I had the thought around, say, but I'm gonna I'm gonna give Linda the credit because he actually put it to words first. Sorry, Linda, but um, I just I mean it it felt like a less than a regular raw, in my opinion. You had you know, just I, I don't know they. It seems like what they do with this last Raw, with this Raw after Mania, is they put, like, whoever is the hottest, whether you're babyface or heel, they put them all on the screen. You know? Yeah. That's what they try to do. And they, they give you some returns, and they give you this, whatever. Riddle is doesn't count. I'm sorry. It's nice to see Riddle. I like Riddle. <laughs> return <laughs> to Jace. Yeah. It's return to Jace. Yeah, it is return to Jace. And I'll say this, too. What, Not I, I, one NXT call-up, by the way. I'm sure no. Ron Breaker is going to come back on Friday. And I think... Mate. We'll see. I mean, yeah, the, the moment has passed, I feel like. I mean, he he might, but I think for me, what, you know, what was sort of not annoying, I can't... Well, I guess disappointing was that this was, you know, Dip, you said it felt like a regular Raw. I think it felt exactly... It felt like less than a regular Raw. I think it felt exactly like a regular Raw, but that's not what... They've been hyping up as the Raw after WrestleMania feel for all these years. You know what I mean? Like, I've, uh, yes, there was supposed to be some call-ups, um, some big surprises. And then, sure, that uh, that also sometimes meant that they were going to set up some rematches for WrestleMania Backlash. But it felt like they didn't do really any of that. They went in some new directions with some new angles. And I appreciate that. But it really was just the beginning of the show. And the end of the show, because even the tag team match with KO and the Street Profits didn't feel like a feud starter. It just felt like a, a nice match. A really, It was a really good match between two teams that, like you said, Dip was just there to get the hottest people on the screen. And by the um, way, that would have been capacity. fine. I think that match would have been a good way to start if then Next immediately Monday. thereafter something happened, you know? Right. Like, but, I didn't, I, I, it was cool to see the Street Profits versus KO and Sammy. Those are like, I've never seen them. That's, that's kind of neat. But then, like, in the next segment, can, like, we come back from break and there's like a pause and then Braun Breaker's music hits and something, you know, like, we just didn't get the follow up things that you're used to getting. Why is Montez like Ford be, taking the loss there? I, I hear you. I hear you. I mean, because, because Sammy and KO right now, and we can't argue this, Sammy and KO are over like absolute rover. And, yeah, and yeah, so, like there's not much. I wouldn't say there's any damage right now to Montez and getting pinned by them. They're they're like, you guys heard the sound when they came out on WrestleMania Sunday. It was like the pop of the weekend when they just came out to help Cody. So I mean, I, I don't have a problem with that. I just have a problem that we got nothing. And then like, honestly, I started then getting my hopes up once the beatdown of Cody started. It was like ten fifty three. Yeah, I was like, "There's no way this is gonna go seven minutes." Exactly. So I go, "Oh, you know, you know, you know what this is gonna be? It's gonna be some weird thing. Randy's gonna come back or something, and then we're gonna get Randy Brock, you know, and like that's there's gonna be something here." And now it really creates an interesting conversation about the finish of WrestleMania Sunday. So maybe we should work backwards, seeing as we spent so much time this way, and just talk some about Sunday. Obviously, some people love the finish of Roman w winning as SUG puts his finger up out of the screen and wears his uh, Bloodline merch because he is a Bloodline stan. 
And I, we, I was, we, you predicted, you predicted also. I saw your ones in the sky during the kickoff show. Well, yeah, but I don't, I, I predicted it. And so it was nice to get it right. Although I don't know that I actually believed it. It was kind of like ju just a, uh, <laughs> wow, a thought. Wow. I at, at the next stop, I'm making sure you get off the bloodline bandwagon for that. <laughs> well, I just didn't really, I, I didn't, I was with Dip. I didn't think there's any chance Cody was going to lose. I didn't. I didn't think there was any chance at all. And I'll say this. You guys were in the majority, though. Uh, there was a lot of, in the stands at WrestleMania, where I was sitting, there was a lot of Cody merch. I saw a lot of guys, they had their hair bleach blonde, um, all ethnicities, too. Like, they had the bleach blonde hair in support of Cody, I'm assuming. But for me, it wasn't even about support of Cody. It was just like that. Listen, SUG, the, uh, on the offshore betting websites and books, that day... Cody was minus eight hundred to win. This, listen, everybody, everybody had Cody pick. Even like it was to the point where like the Bloodline merch, people were sort of like whispering about their support for Roman. Like after he won, of course, you see people unzip their hoodies and jackets, and there's Bloodline shirts covered up. But it was, it wasn't out and proud like all the Cody, the Cody support. It felt like in, it felt like in every way that thing. And then I, so I thought the fact that they that they swerved us was neat. Dip, you obviously loved it. You loved that there was something you didn't expect. Loved. That's all I'm asking for is something, and it felt like something. Do you feel, though, here's my here's my tough question for you. Two days later, after a Raw in which nothing happened, and it seems like Cody got almost separated from Roman and will now have something with Brock, um, and knowing that the rumors are that Vince ran the show last night, does it make you feel any differently about the finish on Sunday? No. I mean, I understand what... I look, we would have been very if it wasn't WrestleMania season and Brock turned on Cody in that way, we would have been excited about a storyline that or, sure. or something yep. on TV that we were excited about. So you got to sure. give him that you got to give him that. So and that, and to me, that's something I know that Roman Reigns is going to be working a very limited schedule going after this WrestleMania for sure. And uh, he's probably only going to defend that title three times this year is my is this season. Postmania is my guess. He's not going to defend it much. He ain't going to Puerto Rico. That's what that. That's what last night told me. Hold on. If if, if he if he defends the title three times this year, that means to me Sunday was a huge mistake because that means Cody's not going to get it even in the next six months. I don't think so. That that to me would be insanity. You now, have your... now you now you well, start to get into why that doesn't even make sense to me. Here's something that's gonna possibly drive you up the wall even further p is um at the press conference you know the first guest out after the press conference on wrestlemania sunday was paul Heyman and roman reigns and he straight up said like he looked at paul and like listen we're only in the third inning of this like, like whatever story they have planned out uh he said they they basically have a long way to go now the the silver lining is that he used the metaphor of the third inning and like Innings don't have set times in baseball. So we could get to the bottom of the ninth, probably by SummerSlam. You know, who who knows? Right. Well, that's but, the, and that's what I would think, right, SGG? Because my point is this. I, I was cool with the finish, but I do agree with the fans who say Cody is so over right now. You don't want to never have this have that moment when he's this right. hot. Like he should listen, Cody left and started a rival company. I totally understand why he didn't come back and win his first time. Good job. You're right. You shouldn't yeah. have him do that. Right, because I agree with the fans who also said that he didn't face enough adversity. Yes, he tore his pack, but I mean, like the man said, he got a He's WrestleMania one and one debut. and one and one. He yes. was undefeated until Saturday. There was no adversity 
that was handed to him by the writers, I should say. God, God tore his peck off off the bone, but that's not what I'm. I'm not counting. Right, that. right. I'll put a big old so, asterisk next to that. So if you have him come back and get it at SummerSlam, guys, I dig that because that means he will have a chance to like overcome. He overcomes Brock Lesnar. He overcomes this. He actually overcomes, and then in the beautiful city, Motor City, Detroit, in August. Oh yeah, Cody goes over. It's it's in a stadium again, right? Like it'll be a yep. huge Ford it'll be Field. a huge spectacle at Ford Field. I take I take zero issue with that. I think it's cool. But if man, if what Dip just said is true, and it's a matter of Roman defends every three months, and Cody just ends up doing this and doing that, and and we get to the Royal Rumble, and Cody, ne- I don't know, that might start to feel a little crazy for me. It could be true, but but you know who knows? You know, last summer, um. Roman did defend, well, he defended right before Money in the Bank, and then he defended at SummerSlam, and then he defended at Clash. So that was three months in a row we got some Roman title defenses. Granted, he did sort of disappear again until War Games and didn't defend the title again until Rumble, maybe day one. So who knows when those defenses are coming up, but maybe we'll actually still see some of Roman during the build to some of these matches, and one of them has to be Cody. And Seth is waiting in the wings, too, after his win. On Saturday. So, 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 Dipperstein, do you think Cody Rhodes will be universal champion, uh, undisputed universal champion before the fall? I don't think so. Before WrestleMania in Philly? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's that's wild. That, that is, is a wild take. I know. SGG, SGG, where, what's your but, what's your thought? But, huh, is it, like. Okay, and then I want to move on to something. Yeah, else. give it, give it, give it. Just give me your date. Like, when do you think realistically he'll be champion by? I think SummerSlam is a realistic date, but uh, you know, I'm gonna give myself some wiggle room and say day one. If they bring back day one, remember if we they didn't bring have back last year. day one, that's true. If they bring it back, so by the I'll rumble, say. so by the rumbles, the yeah. safe way. Yeah. All right, Tip. What was what? What did you want to say? This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games. It's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida. We'll be in New York. We want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. This episode is brought to you by NetSuite by Oracle. As your business grows, you might start seeing some lag. There's too much work for your team, too many different processes, and it takes forever to close the books. If this sounds like you, you should know these three numbers, 37,000, 25, and 1. 37,000 is the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. It's a cloud financial system that can help streamline accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. That's how many years NetSuite has been helping businesses do more with less. And one, because your one-of-a-kind business deserves a customized solution for your KPIs. It's like when you come here for this podcast or when you check out your favorite website to gather all the info you need to make better decisions for your fantasy leagues. Well, NetSuite does that for your business and then some. It's one efficient system, one source of truth with everything you need to grow. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash ringer. That is netsuite.com slash ringer. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? 
Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. The time came and went on the rock. It's done. I don't oh, care. Oh, wow. Here about- we go. Now, this is a big take. You're done. He said the yeah. kitchen is closed. I don't care what's cooking. I don't want to smell anything. Yeah, you don't I, want to smell it. You're not eating it. You're not tasting it. You want nothing to do with I it. I might as well eat a scooped out bagel. Because <laughs> you have that little interest. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, I don't even, it's a plain bagel at this point. It went, it went from a potential egg everything to have all the toppings stripped off of it. You ran it under it's some. It's not even a salt bagel war- right now? Some warm water. Everything came off the bagel. It's a nothing. It's a nothing burger at this point. It is what it is. Live wonder God what's bless. going on there. I do wonder what's going on there. Because it does It does seem weird that throughout this whole Roman thing, we're now three years into it. Andy did the little hint on Young Rock. Yeah, that's the part that, like, I think fans would be fine with it and it wouldn't be such a craze if he didn't do that. Last right? year if was the year. And if he now, didn't lean in. Last year was the year to do it. Didn't happen. This year was beyond the year to do it. Right, we're, right, in, right. we're in Hollywood. He's lo- never hasn't lost in in in, in twenty years already. To a, it, right. the belt's been on this guy for for th- two years. Now <laughs> is the time to pull the trigger on the Rock. No you Rock. What, you know what annoyed me the most? And I, you guys know I love the Rock. You know I support all <laughs> of his vehicles. I'm a big fan. Me too. But I'm not gonna lie. Actual feeling of like shut up. I actually had a feeling of shut up, Rocky. Um, when on Sunday, he or Monday morning, he's posting about Moana. I'm like, yeah. bruh, we don't. I'm like, yeah, I, I feel. Re- like read the room, bruh. I, I, yeah, I get it. I get it. You make movies constantly. Okay, all right. And people love Moana. Kids love Moana, bro. You know WrestleMania just finished. You know what? Come mm-hmm. on, man. That actually irritated me. Your daughter debuted on Saturday. Your your cousin Ajace just retained for like a nine hundred first nine hundred forty fifth day as champion. And I'll even Everyone's add to this: talking the, about it, the kid who plays him, um, the actor Uli from Young Rock, was at WrestleMania. So you oh, said you said yeah, I saw him in the stands. I I ran into him on on my way on the way back to my seat. He was headed probably to concessions or something, but. You send Young Rock even, and I, I, you don't show up. I don't know if he sent him. I don't know if he sent. Him. Listen, listen, listen. He, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say he sent them. By but, the way, Young Rock, Young Rock probably showed up thinking the Rock was gonna show up. I gotta be <laughs> there when the Rock shows up. Probably. How do you uh, get no Rock? Yeah. Come on, man. Is and it then, done? It's and done. Did, you, did you guys it's, see on, on social media too? He posted. Um, <laughs> You got listen. I'm a troll sometimes, but this was an epic troll from The Rock. He posted a video of himself from like a private jet, and it was just like, "Oh, you know, I'm working on some things, blah blah blah." But in the back, you can see the map of where the jet is headed, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Oh, Los Angeles, so and so miles away." And people were like, "Okay, he's at least headed to L.A." But no, no Rock. <sighs> and by the way, you're right. I mean. First of all, I don't believe Roman Reigns will be champ. He may be champion at WrestleMania next year. I do not believe it's a straight shot between now and then. I think the streak will. I think it will end soonish, and then it's Philadelphia. Doesn't really make sense for him to be back. 
Um, no, you know what? Listen, Mania was, in my opinion, basically it. It will be up there. It was a really, really strong WrestleMania. Yeah, oh, both yeah. nights. Both nights. But, but the one thing that I think was missed, and thank God for Snoop Dogg, who gave it at least some Hollywood LA appeal. I really do think it was a missed opportunity. Um, I loved whichever one of you guys had the idea at some point. I think it was Dip. Um, when I got the idea in my head of Cena Austin, like that to me felt like what an awesome thing it would be for a huge WrestleMania. And it's cool for Austin Theory. He got the win. John Cena just continues to do, you know, cool things for young superstars. But man, are you guys telling me it wouldn't have been sweet if the main, all due respect to the tag match, if Saturday night's main event was Cena and Austin? Yeah. That would have been really cool. I am well, a little even bit, better if it was Austin instead of Pat McAfee on Saturday. Just some Austin. By the way, that's a great point. Some Austin. Austin stunning the Miz would have been fine. At least something too. Yeah. But you got you got what you got. Dip, how was you what's your rating overall of the of the weekend though? Seven and a half. Pretty good. Yeah, I respect that. I was gonna go, I would say eight. I I, I thought I thought Hall of Fame was one of the best. I got very emotional with the Muda thing. Of course you did. Very I knew very. I knew you would. Instead and of mist coming out of my my mouth, it was coming it's out of my eyes. eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. got very I got very mood of misty during the Kaufman thing. I want to give you I want to give you props to we were standing uh, by the elevator with uh, Jordan, aka Omas, who's yeah, a, great a great guy. Great guy. And uh, big weekend for him. Yes. Um, and uh, the great Muda walks by. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've never seen a person take out their phone quicker. So thank you thank for you. that for that image of myself and the great Muda. Um, I didn't know. I didn't realize it was him. By the way, very like, soft hands. I, really? Yeah, very soft hands. Very soft. He, hands he was a he was a gentleman of a guy. He literally took the picture with Omas, and then one of the younger guys who was with him, who spoke English, asked me, "Is it okay if we post this photo?" Nice. Uh, and I was like, uh, uh, Omas is, of course. Yeah, I was like, I, I think Omas is good with Muda me, posting a picture. Let me, of him, let, me yeah. let me give you the hottest take of all. Okay, maybe which is not such a hot take. I don't think uh, the great Muda knows he's the great Muda. <laughs> well, listen to this. I know. I don't oh. think Muda. I don't think that. I think Muda, Muda knows thinks he's, he's just Muda. I don't think yeah. he knows he's great. How yeah, about I this, Dip? Right. I, I think I think you're right because a, a buddy of mine was at the Talent Hotel and he saw Brett at the hotel and you know Brett was holding down a spot for for hours. And obviously, in that time, a bunch of people came up to him. But one of those people was the great Muda. And he walked up to Brett, and he had his hand out, and he said, all he said was, uh, Muda, great Muda, like, introduce himself to Brett. Brett's obviously looking at him like, you know, I know who I know who you are. But Muda was was smiling and just so happy to, I guess, meet and Brett. And wanted a photo. And wanted a photo, yeah. That, like you said, Dip, I don't think Muda knows. <laughs> He's great. He's the great Muda. He doesn't I don't know, think he man. knows how great he is over here still. Maybe in Japan it's a different story, but I don't think he knows how mage he is stateside. I, I think he just thinks his name is the Muda. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> yeah. know the great he doesn't understand the greatness part. Um I will say, yeah, I thought the Hall of Fame all the way through had a lot of Conan's speech was fantastic. Yeah. Conan was very, very good. And it's sort of an unexpected moment. I saw I saw uh, I was sitting on the stage and I saw when Conan came up at, after the induction and him and Triple H like, you know, shook hands and talked for a minute. 
And it was so interesting to me. I was like, wow, the absolute like pinnacle of corporate WWE talking to like the ultimate antagonist of anything corporate about pro wrestling, like a guy who's willing to say anything to see them have a moment. Um, And by the way, I have to give a shout out to Natalie who encouraged me to to go to the Hall of Fame. Uh, It was Mage sitting sitting on the stage with these superstars during this thing was we had a perfect view just to our right of the Judgment Day. When Rey Mysterio came out and they just sat there and stared. He, they couldn't they, handle it. They had to leave. It was they too left. Much. Yeah. It was too much. They left. And so I will say that um, we have we've done a horrible job following any order today. And we're all over the place. But this is what you people have come to love. Uh, for me, and I'll ask we had you guys. A plan. You did start out saying we had a plan. You know, I, I had a plan. And I've abandoned the plan because I can't resist talking about the things we want to talk about. So maybe we'll go match by match more on, on Friday. But. Who knows? That plan could change as well. But <laughs> right. to right. me, and I'll let you guys give me yours, mine moment of the weekend was the Dominic Mysterio entrance. Yes, I, same. I I popped so big for the police. Once I heard the police sirens and saw the video of police cars on the screen and realized what they were doing, I was like, oh, boy. You and know, then he gets out with the, with the gorgeous insane mask with his out of the paddy wagon though don't don't forget about that part a classic paddy wagon with his hands in front of him surrounded by police it was to me guys one of the great surprising and awesomely done wrestlemania entrances of all time and that keep in mind in the same match his dad came out with snoop dogg driving a low rider playing eddie guerrero's music I mean, and no, oh, and nothing but a G thing. Like that whole yeah. match had everything. Uh, Dip, what were you gonna say? I was gonna. It blew Honky Tonk Man's uh, entrance out of the water at Mania Six. With it really yeah, did. It, did. it really did. All due respect. Wasn't Bruce Pritchard driving that car? DDP. DDP was, DDP was driving, driving the, the car. car. Right. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, Bruce told the story. Same thing. Now, um, and then the match I thought was just as good as the entrances. I loved it. I loved the Bad Bunny involvement. I thought all of it was beautifully done. Sort of surprised Ray got the win. Guys, by the way, so a little bit of news from the weekend in my eyes that no one's talking about. No retirement from Ray Mysterio. Yeah, no, he's going. He's going and going. He wrestled on me. He wrestled last night. Yeah, he wrestled yeah. last night. And by he, the way, I don't uh, think he even said the word retirement. I, th- I didn't even hint at it. No, no, no. He, he never even hinted at it. And, and by the way, how mage was it that at the Hall of Fame induction, he never broke at all and said something nice about Dom? I know. Like Natalie and I were saying, there was a way if he wanted to do it, since your Hall of Fame speech is forever, you know, there's a way he could have done it. Like after Dom walked out and he said, I'm gonna beat him, I'm gonna beat him tomorrow. There's probably a way he could have talked about what a great kid he is and he's gonna beat him so bad that he's gonna find, you know, himself again or something like that. Didn't even do that. Just, Just talked about how much he loves Aaliyah and his wife and did not mention Dom at all. They are the most, that was the most wrestling family. I am so proud of the Mysterio family. No, like, seriously. You should, they should have, that this past weekend, they should have become your all-time favorites. Who's committed this much? Who's committed this much these days? Everyone breaks everything. The Mysterios kept it together the entire time. They never break. Yeah, it was Mage. I was, I was my, my personal highlights of the weekend. Um, uh, I had a lot of fun. The NXT kickoff show was fun. Um, and obviously both kickoff shows I did was a great time. But the 
personal behind the scenes highlights for me. I had a an awesome moment getting to tell Dom just how amazing his match was. Um and and that was very, very cool because I really was. Like I told him, I, I said I was sitting with I was referencing Dipperstein. I was like, I was sitting with some very skeptical wrestling fans, and everybody was like out of their mind how much they enjoyed that entire thing. Like you did something special. And then the next day I got to see Ray and have a chat with Ray about how mage it was and masked or unmasked? Yeah. Um unmasked. Oh dip. I'm sorry, it didn't even happen. Dip, don't worry, it didn't. It didn't. He, he 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 did. I didn't see anything. He just sees. I if Dip had been back there, he just wouldn't have seen a person. He would have did he at least have an LWO shirt over his head? I he did not. <sighs> he did not. I think he had just done his uh, his yeah his his Sunday night when they bring out the Hall of Famers moment. Right, right, right. He had just done that. Um. It's so, so okay. You you said so. Dip said seven and a half. You said eight. Yeah, I might bump it up to eight and a half, though. I, I I think I would. Like when I look at the whole thing, here here's here. Let's break it down. Are you including just is this just just WrestleMania night one and night two or is NXT yeah, included I'm just looking in this at, weekend? No, I'm looking at WrestleMania only. Okay. Um. Let's go over which matches were like really great. Like, I th I thought Rhea and let's, Charlotte was tremendous. Yeah, they they exceeded expectations. Both both main events were great. We don't even have to. to like they did exactly what they were supposed to do. The crowd loved it, even if they didn't love the result of Sunday night. Both oh, main no, events both, both, both did main events exactly were... what they were supposed to do. I actually, by the end of Saturday night's main event, I had a different level of appreciation. I'd kind of thought Sammy and KO were cooling off a bit, and I was like, "Oh, is this still a thing?" And then by the end, I was like, "Oh no, no, this is." <laughs> yeah. I'm the one who cooled off because I was maybe ready for something else. This is still on fire, <laughs> right? Um, right. So, yeah, both main events, boom, check them. I would say both women's main events, fire. Yeah. yeah. I, loved, I, I thought they were, everyone was great. And special shout out to Bianca's entrance too. Like, thank you for the, thank you for the shout out on the kickoff show. You know, we talk about the Jane Cena stuff. And, and yes, it is in part reference to the unstoppable champion that overcomes all the odds. But then when you think about her entrance, it was almost... Uh, an exact mirror of John Cena's entrance from the night before with the kids um, in the Great gear point. and referencing just how much, you know, those like the kids in the future and like being an inspiration and a role model means to them. And it's like, yo, yes, it's funny to save Jane Cena, but like to see how they take that responsibility and welcome it and really sort of champion it. I think it, it fits in, in a lot more ways than even I no, was no, thinking you're right. originally. You're right. It's very apropos. And I, I saw the rehearsals of it and I was like, oh my God. I walked through their rehearsal to practice my, I was doing, I was setting up to do my um, backstage walk that I did where I came the out gorilla on stage. Walk? Yeah. So I was like going through the practice of it and just like what it's going to look like. And when we came out on the stage, her and these little girls are all practicing. And I was like, oh my God, this is the cutest thing I've ever seen. This is amazing. And I finally understood what the dressing room sign meant. I kept seeing the sign all weekend that said Divas well, little, of Compton. Oh, I thought it said and little ESTs like, on the... No, no. And I just kept being like, Diva, what is Diva? And in my mind, I just keep going, Divas of Compton. I just didn't, I, I didn't understand what I was seeing. <laughs> Understandable. So when I see them, I'm like, oh wow, this is so cute. This is amazing. And when I went out in the crowd and was watching the entrance, I actually posted, up on my, it posted my video of it on my Instagram today. And when I watched them come out, I was like, oh, I was thinking about the sale news that had just happened. 
and everything going on. I'm like, oh, Bianca isn't losing. <laughs> yeah. It's no not, way. Like, no way. It, it, even though I've said for a while, um, I I didn't think it this weekend, but I've had other times when I thought it might be time to lose and chase again. I realized this weekend, I was like, oh, well, that time ain't now. No. That time ain't now. She's too front-facing of what this thing is now. She is like, she's right up near the top of most front-facing superstars. I mean, I it, it, I don't even know who. I say she's number one. I think so, too. I was going to say it's hard to rank them, but I mean, if you want to do, if you want to follow our branding and do like Tears of Mage her and in Cody? that respect. Yeah, her and Cody are top tier. Even Roman, because he's not, I mean, Roman would be the tippy top of the top tier, but he does. He's, but he's not really seen that much. No, and he's a bad guy, so it doesn't work quite the same way for the kids. Yeah, he does turn on the charm when it's time to go go sit next to Fallon. But um, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, but that's man. It is her and Cody. Yeah, I think those are really the the tip top. Although I gotta say, Ko and Sammy are getting there. They sent her. With KO and Sammy to the Today Show, they flew them both out right after night two, and then managed to get them back in time for, for Raw. And uh, that hit that they did on the Today Show, you know, Sammy joked about maybe not being able to do the media stuff, but I think I think he's got it too. No, he's charming. He's charming. He is. So he my really guess is. is my guess is they threw him on a private plane and they slept the way out there because it was after Mania. Yeah, that's the only way. And then they got off the air at. Oh, yeah, you got time because they're done on the air at, like, what, 8, 9 o'clock? Bianca did the press conference, though. So if they had to wait for her. Oh, wow. Oh, no, they. I think they all did the press. Oh, no, Sammy and K.O. did the night before. Yeah, yeah. So Bianca did the night two press conference. So they at least had to wait for that. That's that's uh, that's wild. Now, we'd be remiss, and like I said, we will be back uh, Friday, and happy Passover to all those who celebrate. Um, and we'll be back Friday post-Saders to talk more about what happened this week. Some combination of us will be here. But, I mean, how do we not talk about how crazy the Shane thing was? Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a work, guys. You did for how long? Until I saw, <laughs> until I saw the text from you. So, you know, I forget who was in the, in the group chat was like, P, we know you're back there. What's the chatter? And then you were like, no, no chatter. It's completely like, Everybody knows what happened. Like it's everyone knows it's bad. It. <laughs> yeah, you saw it. That's when I was like, oh, okay, this is serious. Because what made me think it was a work, shout out to WWE Hall of Famer Snoop earning that ring. Oh, he, it was incredible. He he like he was ready to go. He had he had what he wanted to say on the mic. And then he just jumped in. He hit an awesome people's elbow and got us <laughs> out the segment. And I was just like, Cause he was he was just like I, I can't believe this, cuz I can't I can't you knocked my man out and then he started uh, nah, swinging. You, you ain't doing him like that, cuz. Yeah, <laughs> no, exactly. And then he started swinging. He threw his glasses out. The the smoothest bounce off the ropes that I've ever seen. Two of them, one on each side. You, I would almost go as far as calling it dainty. It was it was dainty. It was. And then uh, and then he hit the elbow and, and got him out the segment. You know, so, so I was like, oh, Snoop was way too prepared for that for it to have not been a work but uh I, let me just say this big props to the referee i'm sure she played a major part in making sure the information was uh delivered um 
And I believe it was. Oh man, I'm trying to get. I want to get there. Was it Jessica, Jessica Carr? I think, I think it, it was Jessica. Been, I think it was Jessica Carr. Um, and man, that was such an important moment that came together okay. But what a, I'm trying to remember that sort of situation. I was legitimately shocked by Shane's return. Yeah. Okay. Legi- I don't know if other people were. I was. Everyone I didn't was. know when we'd see him again, but. And then it sort of made sense when you thought about the deal happening and all this there's other stuff. But he comes out when when Snoop was setting up Miz, like, I got someone to come out for you, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know he's about to bring someone out again. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe Randy Orton. I thought maybe Riddle. I thought kind of maybe just an obvious return kind yeah, of I thought, thing. I thought LA Knight. Oh, but sorry. Even though I thought LA Knight. LA Knight. I thought LA Knight because he goes, we're here in LA. Yeah, and blah 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 blah, and I yeah. go, oh, this is where they're going to use Elliot. Yeah, yep, that's yeah, <laughs> so, that's what I thought. So, so you thought I, that you know what? So I thought perfect Elliot Knight here. Instead, they didn't use Elliot Knight all weekend, did they? No, they did not. Wow. So I, when I see the first time I see Vince, I'm gonna say, let me talk to you. <laughs> where was Elliot Knight at WrestleMania weekend? That is, that is kind of crazy, man. That is crazy. But so Shane's m- music hits. I freaked out. I was legit walking around. I was like the most surprised there. I was walking around. I went Natalie. Natalie was kind of freaking out. I was like, oh my God, Shane's here. You know, Natalie pops for all the guys from her child, guys and girls from her childhood. So Shane's music hits. Awesome. And then it gets going. He and and he gets on the mic and he's legitimately like, you have no idea what that reception meant to me. Mm -hmm. He says that right away. Then they start this little impromptu match. Shane's 53 years old. He works in just like sneakers, Jordans, hits the leapfrog. And I think it was in my, they're saying now quad, which is weird to me. Like it yeah, absolutely it looked knee. It absolutely looked like every ligament of his knee to me, but they're yeah. saying quad. And it looked like when he landed, something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And then if you watch, he tried to stand up and it finished. And then it. that's when he went down. Yeah. Um, And to me, I don't know how it felt like I don't they probably didn't know exactly what was going on if you were really high up. But being close and kind of hearing how quiet it got around the mm-hmm. ring, I don't mm-hmm. know that I've ever experienced that high a high and low a low back to back from a crowd standpoint. No, me either. Me it either. It was so weird, man. I just like I really felt for him, dude. I I like Shane a lot. And the truth is, are we ever going to get like the jersey wearing, dancing, throwing punches, Shane again. I think if we will. That, if that was really serious, though, and he's out at least for another year, now yeah, you're 54 trying to do it. I think we will. I think we will. And I, I think I don't think he's gonna step into the ring again. Like I'm not. I'm not. I'm assuming that he just stepped off the street and tried to go on the ring because you know they, he still they, has they it. He, I heard that he was. Certainly, at least day of really stretching and taking it seriously. That's what I was yeah. told. Well, he's going to, you know, I think he's going to take at least much more time to prepare. Um, but I think we see him again. I, I really do. He's too passionate about, about it. You can, you know, as much as we want to say that, you know, people show up for a check or this reason or that reason. Shane's a guy who, even when we were growing up on him, has been very much um, about the love of the game. So I think we're going to... I don't think he's going to want to go out like that and let that be the last memory that people have of Shane McMahon, um, knowing how much we love him. 
Want to know something crazy, though? What's that? He is the age right now that Vince was Not when the... Vince was fighting in, like, 98. Wow. That's insane. I mean, I guess that's how time works, but... <laughs> it is. It is how time works, but, like, you don't think of Shane as being an old guy, whereas back then, at just 53, Vince seemed like he's way too old to be wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> seriously but Shane's and that, different and that I goes back to what I said earlier so is that like and that goes back to what I said earlier is that like I remember Vince on commentary so I was like all right this guy's at least 40 50 when when he was you know water maneuver Vince I thought was at least 50 yeah it's it's I didn't realize what, that guy was in his 30s oh yeah no 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 yeah back then that was a very young Vince McMahon um also shout out to everyone who signed up for the discord already yeah, Discord's popping. The Discord's popping. And for the record, we gave it out. It's Stay Mage on Twitter. And you don't have to be on Twitter to just go look up that page and get the link. So no. I heard from some people who were like, oh, I don't have Twitter. Go to twitter.com slash Stay Mage, and you'll still see the link right there. But it is popping. There's a, I've, I've been too busy to really be active, but SUG, it looks like it's been an active conversation since it started. Oh, yeah, it has. It's been an active conversation. We've got a nice, a nice group of people in there. Um, I've been in there popping in and out throughout the weekend, um, certainly yesterday. So, yeah, definitely join the Discord. And this is the only way you're going to get to the Discord. Oh, you know what? Uh, Troy just said. That's a good idea, Troy. Troy is going to put the link in the show notes for this episode. Yeah, that's that's, that's a good. Because um, I, I really like the idea of just making sure that this got out to the real listeners and the and the and the people who you know so I'm not going to tweet it on my page you're not going to see it on my Instagram um I'm not going to publicize it at all the at stay mage on Twitter is the only place you can get this link besides uh the show notes here and and that'll be that cuz Rosenberg's not going to post it or, or publicize it or no, advertise I, I it just, either I, I get the tweets it. from people I, we don't want the people who send me nasty tweets it's not what we need in there yeah, yo yeah, by nah. the way huge huge shout out to Tyler Vasquez, our oh, beloved the listener. Yes. Tyler Vasquez, who was a great guy. Came out to and the heat and greets. Came and out to the came out to the heat and greets. To to the to the real official. He came to the ringer one. Then he came to the official one and he brought the bear sign and the classic chicken sign. Yep. And then you saw him at the kickoff show? Yeah, I did. Like he got bear perfect was placement. Up there. Perfect yes, placement. Right up front with Bear. It's you know, it's, seriously, Tyler. We Natalie and I sincerely appreciate it. Like it brings us a real joy. Do you want to say yeah. something, Natalie? It seems like you do because you're hovering over I'm me. Sorry, I'm sorry. I do. I got no, this so is what people excited hear. when I saw the Bear sign um, when the matches started, but then I couldn't find it. I was trying to shoot a picture of it and I couldn't take a picture, but it looked incredible. Thank you so much. You literally like made us. She's so hard. I loved it. And and yeah. we did get the pictures from the kickoff show, at least. Oh, yeah. And, and we can go back and rewatch. Yeah. I wonder if we rewatch the TV version, babe, of, of Mania, if we could see Bear. Because we didn't watch it on TV yet. Oh, true. There could be shots of it. He was on the aisle during Mania, and Bear oh, did pop up a few times. Oh, I didn't see the TV version yet either. But before we close out, though, I do want to shout out to um, everybody who came out to the heat and greet. You know, Kathy, <laughs> Knowledge... Love Tyler, Kathy. of course, uh, the gentleman who bought the, the the Boy Is Mine record, and also the Real Late uh, vinyl. Man, a few people brought Real Late merch. It, it was, I got to tell you, man, we got an incredible, 
this has been a really special several year run and like so many people throughout the weekend that we saw um it was really neat and then i was looking when i did the kickoff show um because uh kaz and shu appeared on it just seeing all the, the people NXT. who were like at the nxt kickoff show yeah. just seeing all the people like wow look ring a wrestling show it, it was just really yeah. cool to see and and shout out to the whole staff you know ben cruz brian waters um everyone who came through there were a lot of people out there this weekend um and it was really cool it was I, i'm sort of rushing through it because i wanted us to hit some of the the big notes of the matches but overall just a really fun weekend um I, I'm, I'm grateful for it you never know I, I kept saying this weekend you never know when this ride's gonna end you know especially with my involvement in wwe and getting to be such a so in i was so entrenched this weekend with all the shows yeah like that um, gorilla walk man was incredible like you hosting that holding down the nxt kickoff show was was special to see um especially with the team but especially with them saying like you know this is peter rosenberg's nxt kickoff show with the special <laughs> guest that was dope to see and then you making sure that they they got you to the stadium they got you to sofi in time saturday to do the WrestleMania kickoff show as well, and then and then bring you back for the second night and have you do that that gorilla walk and like you know when you when they hired you and you was they said like you said that your whole thing was to like give the fans the fan experience. You had been doing that before and like being the voice of the fan, but like yo, you really you really did it this weekend, and that was. That was dope to see as your friend. No, thank you. As I really a, appreciate it. As that. a friend that was a fan first and all that, like that was really dope to see. Like you check off all these boxes for for like the people who are just like you. You know what yep. I mean? Like we watch it, we love it, we always love it. I was, it, I was, I was, I was really excited about doing that walk backstage. That's always what I thought could be cool to do. And shout out to Tommy Cullen, who had the idea. Um, him and my producer, Brian Fadham, both had this idea, and Tommy really executed it. He was the one literally standing next to me. In fact, let me give Tommy Cullen props for one thing in particular. Um, he did everything he did was great, and Brian's, you know, an incredible producer. But when we were doing the the walk, um, I opened the elevator. If you, if, you've, if you haven't watched it, I put it up on my Instagram, or you can go back and watch the kickoff show on YouTube. It would be about 15 minutes into night two's, a, a Sunday's kickoff show. And when we're doing it, when the elevator opens, it was a shoot that people just walked out. And when people walked out, I'm in the middle of just thinking about what I have to do next and, and getting this all done. I don't notice Stacey Keebler walk out of the elevator <laughs> at all, right? You think of all the people to not recognize. How do I WWE not Hall notice Yeah, the, the Hall of Famer? And and the human being with like the longest legs on planet, her legs came up to like my head, and I didn't notice her at all. So I I get inside the elevator, and I'm continuing to talk, and I go, oh, you never know who you're gonna see here. Might be superstars, might be randoms. And Tommy's standing behind the camera, just lip syncing to me, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer, Hall of Famer. <laughs> and I'm like, could be a Hall of Famer. I do not know when I said that 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 was Stacy Hebler. <laughs> That was all Tommy <laughs> saving my ass because if I don't say that, we're kind of like it's 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 definitely disrespect. Now a few people saw it and were like, "Wow, he didn't know it was Stacy Keebler." Okay, but I did cover my bases by saying you might see a Hall of Famer, <laughs> right. especially considering she'd been a Hall of Famer for exactly like thirty six hours. You know right. what I mean? It was um, still so fresh. Shout out to them, and that was before they got they walked them out and did the and did the whole thing during the weekend. Right. So exactly. 
Anyways, we'll be back on Friday. We still have to do Black Power Rankings. We still have to do a mailbag for this week. There's a lot of stuff to get to. So um, we'll continue it this week. Everyone have a wonderful Passover if you celebrate. And um, SGG, do me a favor and stay me. Take it easy, P. Also, ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Red Heart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Midge. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC Pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com.